Well, the Grand Opera House in Wilmington set to celebrate a big anniversary, 150 years of entertaining our community. And joining us to tell us more is Pam Inacchio, Managing Director of the Grand. Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. Why don't we start by having you give us uh, the thumbnail sketch of the Grand's history. I, it's 150 years. I know it's <laughs> hard to do in a thumbnail, <laughs> but uh, to the best that you can, tell us a little bit about uh, about the Grand's past. Um, well, like you said, it's 150 years. We are celebrating the sesquicentennial. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it indeed. Is the anniversary uh, that we are celebrating this year. It was opened in December of 1871. The Grand was originally built by the Masons, um, so there is actually a Masonic Lodge that still resides within the building here. Um, the Masons built it um, because at the time they were trying to build up um, and, and ramp up the economy, um, add some economic development to downtown Wilmington, um, build up the city that we have here. And uh, they wanted to have a prestigious theater, you know, a performing arts center. So um, the theater was built on the first floor with the Masons upstairs from it. And um, uh, they've been presenting performing arts, all different sorts. They've had uh, vaudeville in the early years, um, dramatic theater, of course, music and, and some dance and uh, wonderful shows that came in early on. Um, into the early 1900s came the, uh, the development of movies and uh, the Grand, along with lots of other venues up and down Market Street, became a movie theater. Um, it was leased out for some time to Warner Brothers Studios. And uh, surprisingly, the Grand was not... Uh, the fanciest of the theaters on Market Street in those days. It was more of a B-movie theater, um, showed westerns and uh, horror films, and um, uh, and eventually fell into some disrepair because it wasn't really being cared for at that time. So in 1967, the Grand closed its doors. Um, and then in 1971, a wonderful group of volunteers in our community, they got together to restore the grant, to uh, launch into a new period of, again, economic development, downtown revitalization, um, you know, building up our community. And uh, for, for a variety of different reasons, um, obviously, when they discovered the the centennial celebration was was coming up for the building. That's um, when they actually launched into the campaign to restore the grand. So in December, it was December 22nd, 1971, was the first time they had another performance in the building um, that, uh, you know, demonstrated what the power of live entertainment could do you know, on a stage with a room full of, uh, you know, enthusiastic audiences. And that, uh, you know, again, went into the campaign. They did some fundraising. They restored the grant to the, the beauty that it is today. And um, they were really uh, meticulous about keeping the architecture and the details uh, as close to the original as we could do. And, um, and that's what we've been maintaining for the past uh, 50 years now. Um, and we are just really, really proud to be celebrating that history, the heritage, the uh, contributions that the grant has made to this community. And um, we're very, very proud of this venue. And uh, we're very happy to open the doors to as many folks in the community that uh, you know, would like to come and share with us in the live entertainment. You mentioned the original. Has it always looked like that? Because the it facade has. is iconic. I mean, we all know it. Has it, has it always been that way? 
It has. The facade is is the original. It's made of cast iron. Um, so even when they did the restoration, they had to recast different pieces of the the facade that had been falling apart. Um, but yeah, it is. It is uh, still the original facade. There were different um, elements of the roof line that had been removed over the years, and they were restored back to the original design. Um, it, it's done in the French Second Empire style. It is modeled uh, slightly after or inspired by the Paris Opera House. And, uh, yeah, it's something definitely something to be proud of. Like you said, it's iconic. You, you walk down the street, you cannot miss this this beautiful big white building <laughs> in front of you as you're walking down Market Street. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And Opera House, has it always been an opera house? And was it ever really for opera? Because you mentioned all the different things that have been in there. You know, I'm not quite sure the origin of the name Opera House, but I, I do know in 1971 when they started the restoration, it was done in combination with uh, the Wilmington Opera Society at the time that was looking for a venue to perform in. Um, so that was one of the partners that that helped uh, launch as far as the, the purpose of the house. I, Opera House was just the, the style, I suppose, of the proscenium stage and right. um, the, the seating that's that's on the inside. But it is it was never strictly dedicated to opera. Like I said, even originally, it was a variety of different performing arts. And today, while we do have some um, wonderful uh, resident artistic companies, we have the Delaware Symphony and Opera Delaware and First State Ballet Theater um, all in residence at the Grand. In addition to some new residents like the Rock Orchestra, what the Grand presents, um, we are presenting all different types, varieties of music and um, and comedy and different types of variety shows, uh, lots of family productions. You have a number of events uh, coming up to celebrate uh, the 150th. Uh, just tell us uh, some of the things you have planned. Yeah. One of the first things that we started to plan um, was the reopening of our art galleries. And even though we are a performing arts venue, the two lobbies of our two venues, uh, both Copeland Hall and Baby Grand, have some beautiful space on the walls where we have uh, been participating with Wilmington's Art on the Town, the monthly art loop. And instead of featuring an individual artists as we reopened um, this fall, we put together a group art exhibit. So we have a group of artists who have um, each selected one or two works of their own that uh, are all local artists, all folks that have um, been featured here in, in the Grand before. And uh, it was a really wonderful process of curating um, these pieces, these uh, participants. And um, so the group art exhibit is up now in both of the lobbies. And we um, did have a, our first reception on October 1st, and we have another gallery reception coming up on Friday, um, November 5th. So uh, that is open to the public and free admission and anybody who would like to come in and maybe meet with some of the artists and talk to them about their inspiration. And we also put together a booklet that has um, statements from the artists, which is a wonderful testimony as to what the Grand has done for the art um, community and in helping to um, provide some exposure because artists can get their works displayed on our walls, and then they're seen by the thousands of audiences that come through each month to, to see the live performances. So it's a really nice combination of the visual and performing arts. 
So that's Friday, November 5th at 5 o'clock is that um, gallery reception. Saturday, November 6th, we are doing a lecture event in collaboration with the Delaware Historical Society. So we've partnered up with David Young, who's the executive director over there, and we are having a panel discussion um, that includes myself and David and um, Bob Stoddard, who's one of the volunteers that I mentioned helped restore the Grand back in 1971. And Bob wrote a case study about the uh, strategy for saving the Grand Opera House. Um, so he's a real expert. He's, he lived through that entire um, period of the, the restoration. We also have a student named Maya Levine, who is from uh, Cap Calloway School, School of the Arts. And Maya has helped me during the this past summer do some more research through our archive materials and um, some of the materials at, at the Delaware Historical Society as well to uncover some new history. And we are um, in the midst of a project of restoring what the Grand has inside our, our building as a history hallway. So it's a panel visual display that talks about the whole history from the the groundbreaking in 1871 all the way through um, the current day. And this hallway has not been restored and not been updated in the past 20 years. And um, so we're going to, to refresh it, um, put some new images up, and, and add some of the contemporary history to it as well. And then, excuse me, Benjamin Cannon is the... Uh, executive director of the uh, Wilmington Ballet, and he's also going to share with us some of his stories and uh, experiences as a uh, young student uh, and citizen of Wilmington that had come to the Grand in his youth, and the Grand helped to inspire his artistic career. Um, so we have a little bit of everything, the architecture, the restoration, um, more contemporary history, and, and the impact on, on all of Delaware's culture. So that will be a really interesting conversation, again, November 6th, and that starts at 2 o'clock at the Delaware History Museum. And there will also be a live stream link available for that as well. Then one of my favorite events coming up is Friday – I'm sorry, Sunday, November 7th um, – like I mentioned before, the Grand had a period of time when it was a movie house. And we, when we did, um, I spent some time a few years back talking to the Grand Pioneers and uh, the folks that restored it. And I kept hearing these wonderful stories of when they were children, they came to the Grand to, to see movies. They would spend all day here, you know, watching their, their movies, their newsreels, their double features. And, um, and, and I loved hearing those stories, so I wanted to give people an opportunity to relive that. So a day at the movies in the, you know, the more celebrating the golden age of Hollywood. So we're presenting four movies on Sunday, November 7th that um, run. They start at 11 a.m. with Pinocchio from 1940. Uh, at 2 p.m. we have a Western called High Noon, um, which is from 1952. At 5 p.m., we're showing A Raisin in the Sun, which is from 1961. And then at 8 p.m., we're showing Adventures of Robin Hood, the original um, film from 1938 featuring Errol Flynn. So that's an iconic hero of the movie age. And um, so I think it will just be a fun opportunity for all generations to come in and experience what it was like to see a movie in, an, in a grand opera house instead of going to the more contemporary you know, cinemas that you see today. Um, 
the tickets for that are just a dollar fifty per person, so you know, real affordable. Celebrating the anniversary again, and um, you know, it's a it's a nice way to bring in lots of different community members. Yeah, I think the movie idea is really cool, especially these days when we're watching more movies at home. To see it mm-hmm. in that setting is going to be quite something. It'll be a very unique setting, yeah, and it'll be. Um, I hope it'll be a fun experience for all for. You know, folks that used to come here to see movies can come back. They can bring their children and their grandchildren and, and you know, like experience it all together. Um, we're also having some free tours of the Grand in between the afternoon movies. So we'd be able to, you know, if people want to get to see different parts of the theater and, and hear more about the history, they'll have that opportunity. Yeah, very cool. So those events all wrap around the first weekend of November. Um, we've tried to kept, keep a nice uh, condensed celebration, but we do have some bigger, more extravagant, more extravagant events coming up in December as well. So our annual um, Grand Gala will certainly be acknowledging and celebrating the anniversary as well. The gala is on September uh, Saturday, December 4th, and um, that will have a a uh, performance at the Playhouse on Rodney Square that features Summer, um, the Donna Summers musical, um, and then an after party uh, around the different businesses around downtown Wilmington. And on uh, Friday, December 31st is New Year's Eve, and we're going to have a big New Year's Eve concert here at in Copeland Hall, and that will feature De- uh, the Delaware Symphony um, with music director David Amato. We'll have singers from Opera Delaware. We'll have a broad, Broadway Tony Award winner, Brian Stokes Mitchell. And uh, so that's going to be a really big concert on New Year's Eve. Um, so these are really great opportunities to, um, you know, support the grand, to celebrate the anniversary, and to, you know, pay tribute to all that has, it has been in the past and all that we have to look forward to in the future. Speaking of which, as we uh, hopefully see the light at the at the end of the pandemic tunnel, what does the future hold? Are you getting back to more regular shows and performances? We are. We ha- we are back t- back in business. Um, starting at the end of September, we had our first our first live performance in five hundred and sixty eight days or something like that. It was wow. it was a it was a long long time to go without yeah. any shows. Yeah. But we are thrilled to be back. And uh, from the what I can see from the audience is they're really thrilled to come in and join us as well. You know, we have all of the safety protocols in place. Um, all audience members need to show uh, some proof of either a vaccination or a negative test. Um, and and uh, but and we're requiring masks when people come in. But I think it's it's just our way of making sure that everybody's safe and can still get back to enjoying the live entertainment that brings us all together. Um, We had a wonderful performance just this week by The Temptations. We've had some amazing comedians come through already, Um, Brian Regan and and Louis Black. We um, are having a lot more music and and comedy and magic and variety shows coming up this season. So uh, we look forward to to, welcoming the community back to our doors. I'm not surprised to hear that the audiences are excited because, as I alluded to earlier, there's only so much time you can spend with the TV. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's it's and nice it's to get out and experience. Yeah, you have exactly. to be, yeah, seeing seeing the performers on stage and sharing that experience with those around you. Uh, it's just such a wonderful energy, and uh, it's a great place to be. So. 
Well, Pam Minocchio, uh, Managing Director of the Grand Opera House in Wilmington. Um, congratulations to the Grand. You know, uh, WDEL will be celebrating its 100th birthday coming up next summer in July. So it's uh, good oh, to wonderful. know. It's good to know we're in good company here. Happy birthday! That's <laughs> Indeed, a, that's a great celebration to have. Indeed. And, uh, Congratulations. As to you as well. Thank you and very uh, much. we look forward to many more shows at the Grand.